0: This is a professional radio, gentlemen. That would and be it's a... front wheel drive. God, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. Da, da, da. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? It's ACSN,
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and because it's not a super But It is. It's not. Automated perfection.
2: Comes in the form of two letters A and U. Long live
1: my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk Tuesday show. It's me, Maddie J online with Rizzy Ross actor Scotty from Scotty Snitches Snitches, <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> and Edward Dr. Bunting. How are you gentlemen?
0: Yes, yes, we are. well, I am well.
2: Doing well, thanks Maddie. To hear. it's good to hear.
0: What about you? what about are you, you Riz?
2: uh look, not well. He's not well. We we living it up, you know. What I'm saying we are we are a, yes a lot no. uh, It's a simple yes or no question. Are you well? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't be like the 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 other the other two great gentlemen on this show. I'm like a politician, you can't give a straight answer. <laughs> <laughs> look, today there's been a lot of talk about about vehicles in the headlines today we oh. will get
0: we will get into
1: that very shortly i want to talk to you about that uh about uh, about that rizzy ross because uh big big news but what does it mean for us as as car humans that that we, that we like and i uh, we'll get to that as well as some questions from our from our audience on facebook who have who've put some questions on during the week and we're going to start going through them um, but we'll, we may as well go around the screens. Rizzy Ross, you're on first. What's happening with you? Latest updates, my friend.
2: Latest updates. Um, no, not nothing much. I, I did, I did learn something this week. Apparently, hmm. a lot of people from colder climates have been complaining about Tesla Model 3 not having a heated steering wheel. What? And I know, I know. I'm like, really. Apparently, they're like, oh, you know, my top of the range Kia Sportage has one. So why hasn't this car got one? It's a, you know, it's already, you know, 60, 70 grand, blah, blah, blah. Anywho, apparently, they will get a software update and it will have one. What?
1: So it's really got a one built in and they just didn't, they just like.
2: That yeah. doesn't make
3: sense, Rizzy Rush. You can't put the heating element in via I, bloody I, I get it. I think it's got it in
2: it. Oh, oh, really? If
3: it's not it's in car, it you haven't activated it, all right, that's something. But then
2: if it's in it, why wouldn't you activate
3: it? But it, this, is,
2: this is the interesting bit, right? Like you have to pay. So the standard model, the base model, you can have the front heated seats, which are standard. If you want rear heated seats, it's a $500 option. You just pay for it and it activates on your car. So then the heating elements are in there already Already in there
3: why why wouldn't you just charge your five hundred dollars more and give it to you
1: well see see i mean that's how you get it for a little bit cheaper you know you're you're paying for the it's it's i guess it's kind of like spotify if you want premium you you pay for premium you know like that's just kind of you know you can still use it but you won't get all the features but but if you want your features you just have to pay for it
2: it's this hard it's a really interesting thing i didn't even realize that you know that's what they were doing and the other big news was um tesla model s had a had a recall globally, 11,000 odd cars, I think that came out of some of the US factories. Uh, that recall was fixed with a over the air update. So the cars never needed to go back. Uh, <laughs> I love that. But <laughs> apart, <laughs> no, uh, apart from that, that's that's all that's been happening in the car world. I've got something other than my own personal vehicles to share with you guys afterwards. Afterwards? afterwards so i'll keep 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 you guys hanging keep it down low and over to whoever the the, our host wants to wants to speak next
1: well uh scotty snitches um he would be like he'd be delighted to know because he went on last week i drove the the benz all all weekend last week didn't have an issue
0: yeah i'm kind of freaked out yeah
1: Not normal. <laughs> it isn't. I was honestly, I wasn't expecting it to go well. Um, as, as when I put in that in that little Facebook chat of us. like here we go, but no, it, it was all right. Uh, but Scotty, updates with you, my friend. Now, we spoke to Mr. Prince last week and he said he went and saw you in RL. Hi, RL. Yes, to
0: meet him in real life. What, what no. was it like meeting the great? It was, uh, it was fantastic. So you, I'm not sure if you did, mentioned did, it, but um, what he's done when I got to see him was he took my seat away that had the big tears and the stuff in it. I got an update on that. That's all finished. Nice. Fantastic. How's it look? You got pictures? Uh, He sent me one picture through, but I haven't collected it just yet. Yep. Wow. Because I got it. He sent me the message just earlier. I think it was just earlier this week. Sent me that. Nice. No, he sent it to me actually late last week. Mm-hmm. Was, um, was, was
3: David like taller IRL or or shorter in IRL? Or what, what, what were you he hearing? is
0: built. He's an absolute beast. He is built, yes. Mm. The size um, of his arms and muscles, my goodness.
1: Some call him Thomas because he's a tank. You know
3: that's, that's <laughs> right. It's from so, lifting all those seats.
0: Has been. I think so
3: one in and each he seen the... him at the wrecker, one in each arm you know like
0: <laughs> can see him with a bar and on one side he's got an engine and an engine on the other side <laughs>
3: well, you know those days they have a pick apart, all you can carry for 50 bucks
0: he's
1: there
3: he's there you want him on your team that day you want him yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yep. he'll get that engine out of there for you uh huh no sweat so he did that for me, but also while he was there, and he got it done in no time, I must say, is um, so where you've got the front carpet and you have that rubber, the rubber mat. Yep. So mine he- he- was yeah. wrecked and big rips, big rips into the carpet too. He mm-hmm. put down new rubber, stuck all that down and fixed cu- a couple of the cigarette burns in the carpet as well. And it looks fantastic. It looks brand new again. He's a wizard, isn't he? He's an absolute, absolute wizard.
3: Absolute wizard. What Dave does, very good at it.
0: And he had the pressure of me sitting there and watching him do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's quite used to that.
3: Like every, a, lot, a lot of workshops he goes to, I think, I think they're, you know, whoever's standing around poking and looking.
0: and <laughs> Yeah, they would be. you get that a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's done that for me. Um, so I'll pick up the seat soon, get that back in there. Before I get in there, I'm going to give it a really, really good clean. Um, as soon as he left, I cleaned both cars. So I put that up on my Insta page.
1: Did see the the thirty the 31's looking really nice actually. It's look it's it's almost there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks really good for something made in eighty nine. It's not too bad. Yeah,
3: it's um, almost ready for classic, not Japan. Yep, mm.
1: which is uh, which is happening. Um, I feel like
0: it has less stone chips than the Subaru. <laughs> Ooh, probably does. Subaru's got a lot, but I gave that a clean too. I thought I'd give a bit of a love for the Subaru. That,
1: it's a, it's a good life to Subi life. I mean that, that's been the, the, your longest car you've ever owned.
0: Yeah. Yep. By a long while. Yep. Owned it for too long. <laughs> <laughs> you never own a
3: car for too long. But no. <laughs> unless you're Matthew Janino. Oh, get off! It.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> so so there's so the thirty ones fighting fit. So it, it needs to be ready for classic, not Japan, uh, which which we're, we're going to organise a, a
0: day and.
3: What's next on that? What's yet to be done, Scotty?
0: After that, I've got to take it in and see if I can get it right. With it. Nice. Okay.
3: At least then you can work to a bit of a list.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So everything that I can see that's done, I, I might probably I might give like the engine bay and underneath a bit of a clean because there's a lot of old gunk build-up on it. So yeah, I might clean up that off before I take it in. But that's that's all I can think of. That's mm. that's it. Hell yeah. I don't know if you need a Hopefully, you don't, but if you need working um speedo or anything,
3: oh, uh, you kind of do,
0: yeah. <laughs> Are they going to check that?
3: Yeah, probably,
1: probably. Yeah. I'd say
3: <laughs> yeah. it uh, doesn't matter if the numbers, the Odo doesn't have to work, but the you got to be, able yeah, to that check doesn't it. work. Anymore. Yeah, you need your speed, yeah. The revs work,
0: oh. I know the revs. Well, well, we'll have
1: to we'll have to see. It could be something as simple as like, like you know, the the cables come out of the out of the trans or something. It could be it could be something as simple as that. So yeah,
0: because I, I, I know it's common for the odometer to break, and that's like that's a little plastic cog in there that always snaps off. Taps, yeah. So you see majority of them majority r thirty one sitting at like 200, 250,000, like mine, and that's yeah. just where they stopped. Yeah,
2: uh, Scotty, This is why. Our favourite rapper of all time, Rick Ross, says digital dash money in, money bags, in bags. bags. Because you save money if you got a digital dash my, that doesn't break. You know what I'm saying? It. But not many cars of that era had digital dashes, apart uh, from maybe the Sora?
3: No, Sora, my dad's yeah. 86 Fairlane had a full digital dash. Oh,
1: Money was in bags. Money was in bags.
3: In Magna late eighties elite digital dash.
1: Elite
3: Magna elite digital dash.
1: Ford DALTD digital. Oh, dash. Limited edition. <laughs> Lincoln type design. yes, and uh, fully. Uh, Fully electric with uh, and you open the door and it it, it tells you which doors open and the boot open. And even the even the this is how tight tech I was, even if you had the fuel flap open, it had a little, a little fuel flap, a little indicator that it was open.
2: Oh,
1: that's how you know you've got the cream of the crop right there.
2: But the R31 is in in a league of its own, it is, it is. is. We've got respect for that. that. I want to get a new cluster because
0: most of the clusters don't have the little gauges that mine's got. I think mine's like a silhouette one. Okay. Because it's got the um, it's got the oil pressure, the volt meter as well on it. So it's got a couple extra gauges, while most of them just have the Speedo and the uh, revs okay. and that's it.
3: Is yours the original? Mine's got the
0: oil pressure the gauge as well.
3: Oh, right. Scott, is yours the original cluster for that car?
0: I'm not 100% sure. I, I'm not sure what clusters came with what.
3: Is yours a silhouette though as a model?
0: Nah. Yours is GXE, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
3: That's a slightly higher one because the executive was the base. Base
1: poverty pack, yeah.
0: Yeah, executive was the top. or the TI was the top.
3: TI was top, top, and then
0: silhouette. That just had like different, like super comfy looking sofa chairs in it.
1: I I sat in a in a a TI r31. A a friend of mine or James's uh, grandfather had one. It was dark blue. Thirty ones and Ti and geez, it, it felt it felt it felt nice in there. I was like, this is this is all right. Oh, you remember that car? That was cool. And then you got then he got T-bone and got ridden off. But uh, the the yeah, it was it was it was a nice car. So yeah, so that's the seats going back in. Take it to out when it needs to get for roadworthy, and we need to get it on the road before classic, not Japan, Scotty. Yep, yep, that's mm. the aim. Sounds good. Edward Bunting, updates with you.
3: Updates with me. Let's think. I. Drove the Honda City a while back. Uh, Honda City-des. Honda City-des. I haven't driven that for a long time. Um, It's missed service month completely. And I'm just thinking now, well, I'm close enough to next July or August. Bugger it, I'll probably just (laughs) (laughs) Um, CBF on that oil change. But uh, no, driving well, put some fuel in it. So that's all good. I buzzed around in that for a few days. I haven't done any major car updates with my own things but i was involved in a few car updates so my friend tom who is a bit of a car nutter purchased two range rover classics from down in the countryside yes so we went down one weekend to look at the said vehicles and this was an interesting trip because the uh i haven't told you about this already have
1: i oh you touched on it last week but you just continue continue oh, yeah.
3: So we went down to look at these things. Anyway, we went down to pick them up this weekend. Now, the good Range Rover, I say good Range Rover loosely, but the good Range Rover that he bought is a 93 Vogue, which is, the, you know, the classic shape, but it's got that air suspension, that electronic air suspension, which is notoriously unreliable.
0: Anyway, this is... not all be- air suspension unreliable, really? Yeah,
3: <laughs> you're, right, you're quite right, all air suspension is... <clears throat> Basically, if a car's got air suspension, expect big bills.
1: Yeah, mm.
3: simple as that. Whether it's a Subi or a Volkswagen Touareg or an S-Class with Airmatic, it's gonna go bang at some point. Anyway, having said that, my S-Class that I had before, you <coughs> didn't go bang that was good, but mm. it's only a matter of time. So anyway, we go down and this Rangy, by miracle of miracles, it works the air suspension. But when we looked at it, we couldn't test drive it because it was unregistered. So you know, when we went to pick it up, it's got a permit on it. So I'm driving this thing back on the highway and I was telling you this the other day, Matthew. You
1: were telling me it was beautiful to drive.
3: This thing was phenomenal. It was quiet, comfortable, you know, the air suspension all works. And I just thought, wow, for, for a Range Rover Classic Brick, there wasn't even any wind noise, you know, from around the pillars or the gutters or anything. And I just thought, I can see why people back in the day got out of cruisers and patrols perhaps and drove this and went, oh my God, this is... This is another world. Yeah. You know, it still felt very, very, very good to drive. So I enjoyed driving that back, particularly even more so because I wasn't paying for the fuel, you know, of which <laughs> it was consuming quite large amounts of fuel, um, being a 3.9 V8 and a two ton, you know, old dinosaur thing. But other than that, thoroughly enjoyable Range Rover drive. The parts car that he bought is pretty ratty. Um, that was being towed by his GQ Patrol. So we went, it was interesting because we went down in 92. 4.2 diesel patrol, and I drove back in the 3.9 Vogue. One year apart, those two four-wheel drives, but very, very different cars.
1: <laughs> what would what would you if, you if you had both options, and besides unreliability apart, what would you take?
3: Okay, if they were the same price and they were both as reliable as each other, I'd have the Range Rover.
1: Okay,
3: you know which which. Only if they were as reliable as each other, you know, like in the real world, I'd have the patrol probably, but, but in the, in the, this fantasy world where Range Rovers are as reliable as, (laughs) uh, and then I, I like the way that car feels better.
1: It's a nice dream, isn't it? It's very like
3: my discovery. You know, I had that series one discovery for years and it's the chassis underneath is very much the same. Um, it's just that my discovery being diesel was really good on fuel. This thing really bad on fuel, but, Mm. You know, you start it up, it's got that lovely V8, bob, 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 bob. You know, I can, I get the appeal.
1: So you're telling me you made, it was like a 400K trip, right? Back in, in, yeah, in yeah, something like that. No, it was perfect.
3: Yeah, yes, yeah, perfect. Every, and everything, well, there was one incident with the driver's window that didn't want to go up at one point when we stopped at Macca's, but then suddenly it did go up and then I didn't touch it again. <laughs> so, so that was the only thing, but there's no warning lights on the dash, the air conditioning's cold, you know, it really it's a it's a pretty well sorted car
1: has i got a service history of that car and there's been has been there's been driven it's
3: like- yeah it's got books um and mm-hmm. yeah i mean not a lot of you know not a lot of like stamps in the book later on but you can just tell it's tight and the guy that had it was a land rover nut and he'd done the heads on it and had the transmission rebuilt and you know it had been it had been maintained you could see that
1: how many k's it done
3: 317
1: okay that's so
3: awesome. not, it's not a baby in terms of Ks, but it, no. no smoke, no rattles, nothing nasty. really felt very, very, very tight.
1: When was it last on the road?
3: Uh, about three years ago. Okay. So um, it's been in the shed and I think he started it up every once in a while. But it started, you know, he put the battery jump pack on it. It's just kaboom, <laughs> just straight away. Life, yeah. It runs really well. Yeah, nice. So that was, it was, um, it was tempting for me. You know, I was driving it back thinking, ooh, I like this. I could get back into a Range Rover <laughs> and Ooh. then I'm like, no, no, no. I'd still have to have my Pajero. <laughs> you can't just have a Range Rover. You'd have to have a Range Rover and something else.
1: Yeah. Cause, cause, cause it's guaranteed that the Range Rover is going to fail. It's, it's just guaranteed going to happen. That at
3: some point it will not work. Whereas the Pajero will work. So,
1: hmm.
3: you know, so that was a fun little car trip. What else can I tell you about? Nothing really. I don't think I've done anything else. I haven't bought anything. I haven't sold anything um yeah nothing exciting in the car world
1: there you go all good all good what about matthew me not much drove the ltd the last three days um been fine how
3: is the ltd
1: perfectly fine drives fine
3: Has the man who's gonna buy it come to have a viewing yet
1: well hopefully this friday fingers crossed i know 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 edward
3: physically take it to his house
1: yeah just just take it for me I will.
3: Um, I'll drive it out the front of his house.
1: Yeah. So here you go. Have fun. Uh, yeah. That's uh, hopefully going soon. But um. But yeah. That, that's has been fine. I am getting um, when I have got people in the backseat of the Forester, it, it can bottom out a little bit if uh, we've got a like lot, a lot of weight in there. So um, it's just on the left side for so on, on unknown reason. So my friend's going to have a look at the wheel because he thinks he thinks possibly one wheel is a bit you know a bit just a bit different. It could have. The original owner could might have broken a set like one of the one of the wheels and replaced it with one that looked like it, but it was a different offset. So what we're going to have we're going to have to have a suss and, and and make sure because the rest of the rest of the car drives fine. But that that's my little job for tomorrow afternoon. But apart from that, yeah, I'm 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 all sweet with with with, with my cars. Nice. Now Riz, now Riz. Before we get into our questions uh, from our from our Facebook fans, big news today in the car industry.
2: It's, it's big news in the car industry, but I don't know if it's going to do anything for the car industry or Absolutely. for consumers. Absolutely. Um, the, the government today, the federal government's announced uh, that they will be putting down $250 million towards getting people's homes ready for electric cars. <laughs> Not helping them purchase one. Uh, like the rest of the world's doing, and not help yeah. import, let's say, secondhand more affordable ones out of Japan, which could be pretty cool as well, something different. yeah. If they allowed for better import laws, which hopefully down the track would have meant that we could have imported K cars and other cool things. But anyway, it's not happening. But they're going to be putting down $250 million so people can have hundreds of thousands of these electric chargers in their carports and garages, but no cars to charge them in.
1: I find that ridiculous. Like, what what are they thinking? Like, how is that an incentive? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I want to put a charger in, in my in my house that I can't afford a car to, to charge it with, but, but I've got a charger, you know? It's it's a, it's a house selling point, it becomes, you know? Yeah, it wow. kind
3: of does become a house selling point. It does. But then again, is it any different really to offering the $3,000 rebate, you know, that, that was around?
2: Um, I think it is. Um, it's like... You guys remember when, you know, we had the 2000 or $2,500 rebate to convert cars into gas, into LPG, yeah. LPG yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know how far that went in terms of whatever the goal was to make people use more LPG or because it was better or whatever the end goal was. I don't know if it ever got there in the end, you know, to a degree where I guess Ford was making dedicated eco-LPG, Falcons and a couple of other cars, which was a cool concept, but nothing really happened. The rebates do help. The tax incentives also do help. Like if you lower the cost of a car by let's say a $60,000 car by about 5%, it can help some people. Sort of the, oh crap factor that if I decide to sell in five years time, is the resale value gonna be none because the batteries will be carked or whatever. The myths around that it does help people get across the right across the line into thinking about one and purchasing one, because the main concern is it costs too much for an average person to purchase one of these vehicles. Which I think brands like MG and a couple of others will be bringing more affordable cars, including brands that we've not heard about, but they are kicking some real goals in Europe and and in China like BYD, that. Will change, but it's not going to encourage manufacturers to bring models into the country just because someone's got a charger in their carport.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. And and this is what this is what um, I was driving home today, and on the radio they were, they were talking about this, and and they had they had a they had a a, do, a doctor of uh, was he? Well, it's interesting. It was a doctor of uh, alternative or automotive fuels, fuels or something. oh my god I'm like there's a doctorate for that. But anyway. So he was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, like this is not really an incentive. This, that, and the other." And the fact of the matter is, like, car, like we've got one of the one of the um, uh, least amount of electric cars on offer out of anywhere in the world, which is which is quite scary because, like, in, in I think in Europe and stuff, they've got like well over hundred models. How many we've got here? Like, like thirty something.
2: Yeah, we've got about thirty odd models at the moment, and in in you in the UK, let's say, they've got hundred and. 31 available so Volkswagen has like like I would on last week's podcast even uh, uh, an up exclamation mark electric version and then they have the ID series which is like your polo equivalent is ID3 and your golf equivalent is ID4 yeah and they want to bring the combi and all of that stuff so the and then there's all the sister companies like Seat and Scooter. Cupra and all of them on Skoda, they all have their equivalent as well, where we just don't have any of that at the moment. And whether it's a, you know, it, people need to be encouraged to purchase them. Manufacturers need to know there's demand, then they can bring them in and then come the discussion around charges. Mm. So anyway, in it, it is what it is, but it's probably the most sort of amount of spotlight we're going to get for the car industry since probably Toyota left. Or Holden left. Yeah, and so yeah, nothing, nothing too exciting, I guess.
1: It's just interesting that that's that's the case because, like, yeah, we we got a plan our you know, twenty fifty net zero, this and the other. But I think it's kind of like a what it's going to be. It's going to everyone. Oh, we're going to push the uh, emissions. We'll, we'll make it the next government's problem. Make it the next government's problem. But twenty fifty is the date. But we're going to make it everybody else's problem, and it's going to get to like twenty forty eight. And everyone's like, "Oh crap, we got to actually do something now." <laughs> you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna get to that point, really. And you know, it's I just think they're going about it the wrong way in terms of incent- incentivizing you know cars like this.
2: But also, if they if so, in the U.S., just as a comparison, Biden is about to pass a bill where they're going to offer consumers twelve and a half thousand dollars to purchase electric cars, not from Tesla, but from manufacturers that haven't produced. Uh, or they haven't sold more than 200,000 electric cars. That's and the, re- the reason behind that is they want companies like GM and the Fords and all the other brands to launch, like put R&D money into developing these cars, push them out, create competition. So give them an incentive to say, yes, we're going to back the consumers. We're going to give them the incentives to buy your cars, but you have to have the cars ready. So Tesla sold more than 200,000. They're not eligible for anything. But cars like, you know, Ford and GM that have global operations. In China, as an example, last year, they sold 1.37 million electric cars. This year, the forecast is over 3 million. Wow. So you can see the rapid rise in that. But, you know, if that starts to happen, I'd love for us to have a day where, we can import like Japanese K cars and other things into Australia because they are more efficient, but I don't know if we'll ever see that.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. What's your on a boys? Like, do you think it's, it's going to work here or are we still a while off?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I really wouldn't have any effect on me buying an electric car sort of want sort of like putting the cart before the horse a bit really. But I'm not against electric cars. I just don't have any great need for one at the minute or, uh, you know, there's there, I wouldn't spend the money on, on what's out there. I would, however, buy an electric scooter. Oh. Mm. I'm not about to, but if I have a need for one, then I'm going to get one because those are same tech, just
2: a lot mm. more compact.
1: Yeah. Anyway, well, watch the space, Riz. We all have we'll have
2: to we'll do it. And- I think short-term Toyota is doing such a good job with hybrids as one of the key contributors to this show. Their their family, someone has recently bought a Yaris Cross hybrid. Yeah, cool. <laughs> now that is, you know, that is the transition, but mm. no other brands are really following, or they don't. They won't have the same success. I was doing crunching some numbers earlier in the week and just to put it into perspective, in between 2019 and 2021, Toyota's had a 39% increase in hybrid sales. Wow. Wow. So that will probably start to slow down a bit now that there's 12 months wait on RAV4 hybrids and other hybrid models that they've got, but also as electric cars uptake starts to get a little bit better, but electric cars are still unaffordable. So I think Toyota's pretty much set for the next three to five years in milk in the cow while it can supply the milk, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a very
3: easy thing to sort of get into a hybrid because it's, it's, well, particularly the Toyota hybrid, which is not a plug-in system. You know, if you've got a, we're talking about it at work and I think I've mentioned it here before, but like if you've got to fill your car with petrol, and you've got to plug it in to charge it, you know, partially it's double whammy. Like it's two pain in the ass things you've got to do. Whereas the Toyota hybrids, you know, you just feel it like petrol, like any other car, you don't do anything differently. You just get in and go. Um, and okay. It happens to use a battery to boost you some of the time or where it can, and it cuts the engine in and out to save, save fuel. Like it just does it all for you. You don't have to think. Um, and that's one of the appeals, you know, like, Like, had they had a full electric model of Yaris Cross, for argument's sake, where you've got to plug it in every night to charge it before you want to go anywhere or whatever. Like, I I don't think my parents would have bought that. You know, I think think there would have been hesitation with that. Whereas this system, you go, okay, fill it like normal, don't have any range anxiety, but you go, you use a lot less fuel. And that's Mm -hmm. where, you're right, Toyota will win. Over the next few years, with that, until electric cars either get more affordable or get better range, and it'll it'll creep down to the masses.
1: But you like, see, Toy- Toyota Toyota they do sell plug-in hybrid versions of those cars. Like like they they do offer them in other markets.
3: Yeah, or well, not in not in this market. No, no,
1: not in this market. Yeah.
3: And I think it it depend You know, as we've said before too, if you yeah, depending on what you're using the car for. You know, if you lived in Europe, it's maybe a lot more compelling than than here. But it, yeah, it'll creep in fast forward five, 10 years, and there might be a full electric Garris cross Absolutely. And so,
2: uh, um, I guess one, one quick point around range anxiety, right? So what, what do you guys think would be the average kilometers a person would do in a year? Is it 10,000? Is it 15,000? I, I think it's between 10 and
3: 15. And that's right. probably so, changed now during pandemic, but, or, you know, with everyone working from home, but it, it used to be, they always used to talk about 20,000 a year, 20,000 a year, but that was taking into account, you know, sales reps and fleet drivers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like your average motorist does not do 20,000 a year. Between 10 and 15, I would argue is, is normal.
2: Right. So for simplicity's sake, let's say it's 10,000 kilometers. Yeah. If we divide that by about 50, which is roughly the weeks in the year. So we're talking about 200 to 250 kilometers a week. For most most electric cars these days easily do more than 300 to 350 most. Yeah, true. So I guess it's that, you know, how some people would fill up once a fortnight if the car does, let's say, 500 Ks to a tank. In this case, you would probably fill up or charge overnight, let's say, which most electric cars will be able to charge in five, six hours anyway now. Yeah, with a, like um, a fast
3: charger, whatever. Thing. Yeah, but
2: even at home, a home charger will be, a, most of them have got around a 45 to 50 kilowatt hour battery. That will charge in even single phase. That will charge in six to six and a half hours. Yep. So that's enough for the whole week, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And driving. So I think it's, it's that behavioral shift. And Ed, you touched on that earlier around with, I guess, for example, your parents, they don't have to worry about that. We don't need a plug-in hybrid. It's get in and it goes. And it's, um, not,
3: it's not so much that it won't do a week's worth of Ks. It's that, oh, I forgot to plug it in. I've yes. got to go here. You know, oh, shit. I can't just call in. And, I mean, you can call in and get charged, but then it costs you time or inconvenience to do that. It's it's more that, I think. Like, yes. you know, you, you think about your phone. You Like you, most of us plug in our phone every night. You, you go to sleep, you chuck it in the bedside table, you plug it in, bang. If you did the same with your car, you'd always have a week's worth of driving probably up your, yeah. up your sleeve. I think it's more the, the 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 fear of what might happen, not what actually
1: will. Mm. It's a mentality shift, and it has to happen. I think. Mm-hmm.
3: Having said that, my diesel, that's thirty something years old, that little <laughs> Benz, I drove that you know down to Bensdale and back a week and a half ago, and um and uh that averaged so i measured it i did 777 kilometers and i used 49 liters of diesel so it's like 6.3 liters per 100. i'm that's like really... that's not bad wow. for a 30 yeah. something year old car that's
1: yeah, not bad at all uh, it's...
3: can't argue with that
2: it's, it's a Benz. you know the most sung about car ever
3: thank you janice joplin <laughs> and Pink.
1: All right. Well, shall we get into some comment, uh, some questions from our audience? What are the
3: questions from the esteemed audience members?
1: Well, let's get into it. Alex Heaney asks: Thoughts on the government pausing all new import approvals under the new scheme due to being slow AF on the transitional slash new legislation? My chaser is stuck at the docks.
3: <laughs> oh. So what? What? What is that question exactly? What have they? What have they done? It's or asking.
1: Asking for our thoughts on the government pushing all new import approvals under the new scheme to, uh, due to be um, being slow AF on the transitional slash new legislation.
3: What's the, What is this new legislation? What are they doing? What are they changing?
1: So, Scotty, you are our import monster guy.
0: Well, I thought I thought it was old legislation. It's just the government's actually picking up on it now. Okay. So from what I know, sure. is each company that can comply a vehicle. There's a certain amount they're allowed to do each year. Yeah. So they have a quota. For the past years, government never cared. You just pump out as many as you want. But now all of a sudden they're cracking down and limiting people. So some people have already hit their quota, um, so they can't do any more. And then you might think, hey, why don't we just get more shops to do compliance? Well, that costs those workshops a lot of money to get a, to be able to comply vehicles. They actually have to bring vehicles in themselves and test them out and try and comply it themselves, and then it gets checked over. So, there's heaps of steps for a workshop to go through that. What was actually just posted up, pretty sure it was just today, about it. So, this is coming from Christian from Iron Chef Imports. He's the lead guy on this, but he's, he's in talks to see if other smaller workshops that have compliance that can't reach their quota because maybe they can only comply one type of vehicle yeah. as opposed to larger ones that can comply a bunch, you can sell off your quota for a certain okay. amount of money. So larger shops that might be able to do Toyota chases and a smaller shop that can only maybe do little K cars or something like that, they can actually sell off their quota to the larger, larger companies. Mm the larger compliance so that's something they're going to they are bringing forward soon so that's what I've just got
2: so and found it,
0: out and read today
1: so in other words basically they've they've said okay we're going to be a bit more we're going to allow more cars to come on the service list but what we're going to do is because we're bringing a lot you more cars we're going to reduce the amount of cars you can bring in in other words so so it's in other words it, it's a big few regardless like it's still yeah, a so
0: sp- they thought yeah let's open the service list and allow more cars to be complied but let's actually have a look and making sure they're sticking to the quota all of a sudden
1: yeah
3: so when when you say quota, does each shop have their own quota or is it how does the quota work what's what's quoted
1: is it model specific or is
0: it or
3: is so it- i'm actually
0: not 100 percent with this i don't think but it specific. seems to be just an amount that you get per year that you're allowed to comply
3: mm. okay so it's it's for a workshop who has a compliance license right Workshop Mr. ABC on the corner of this street and this street, you can comply 300 cars a year. That is your quota. That's how correct.
0: It yep. Okay. Yep. Now, so- I'm not sure what the numbers are or if it changes yeah. between the size of the shops or anything yeah, like okay, that, okay, or okay. if it's just a straight yep. number. If you can comply cars, you're allowed to do blah, 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 or anything yep. like that. So, so the chase, and in
3: terms of your listener, Matthew, who's, who's stuck is potentially waiting because that quote has been capped out at the shop where he wants to get it done or something like
0: that. That's what I'm assuming. So So there's not that many compliance shops around anymore. So Mm. um, they're rather sought after and they used to be able to bring in multiple vehicles and just start going, push them out. But now because of this, there's halted and that costs these businesses that have been trying to make money that cost them a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They're not able to make their money anymore. I wonder when he, uh,
3: when the quota resets, it's a bit like, you know, demerit points on your license. You get to a certain date and you... <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I assume it's like, yeah. Must and then all these cars that are sitting on the yeah. top,
3: you know, suddenly go through, bang, 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 Up oh, Rick quota again.
0: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Car talk top tip, buy a chaser that's already here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, car talk top tip, also try to bring them down because the ones you get imported will most likely be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, what's yeah. so the next question, Matt? Next question
1: comes from James Billingsley. Uh, I think, hopefully, I said that right.
3: Do you know James, or is James a, a stranger to you?
1: He's a stranger, but he's a top fan. Top fan. Top
3: How fan.
1: do you get to be a top fan? He's a top fan. He's got a top fan badge just by you know, uh, you know, liking the show and and, and fulfilling in. So so big ups to you, James. What car do you regret buying, and why? What car did you enjoy owning but would never own again? Ooh, good question. Ooh, there's te- technically two questions there. So, right,
0: uh, regret buying and why?
3: Well, I already know
1: Scotty's answer. If I can
0: probably answer that like the same car for both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if yours go, Scott? You go first. So obviously, yeah, I do regret buying the M3 for obvious <laughs> reasons with all the dramas and stuff. <laughs> but when it was working, it was a great fun car. So it's. Yeah. So- I can answer that same car for both questions Yeah, I've owned it and I'd never ever own one again. I can if, say if I owned one. It was great when it was working. It was pretty fun. That's it. Wouldn't want one ever again.
1: If you got offered a uh, E46 at the right price, would
0: you take it? An E46 M3? Correct. It would have to be immaculate. Like I'm talking all books. I want everything. I want to know this whole, whole life <laughs> before i'd even think about
1: it there you go well yeah i was gonna say i already knew what your answer was gonna be but i the i'm reading this question I'm like oh well i already know what i already know what Scotty's answer is gonna be <laughs> that's an easy one
0: yeah.
2: yep that was pretty easy
1: <laughs> rizzy
2: ross regret owning well i can't say the ed falcon because i did own it, it lasted <laughs> a week seven days <laughs> and, and then it was, it was no longer. It looked like a banana after that. So I'll answer with, I guess, the car that... All the cars that I really liked and never really sold, they just had to go to the wreckers in the end hmm. for various reasons. But I really like my Daihatsu Sirion. I've still got the badges of that one, which I've showed showed the peeps on the show before. You yeah,
1: have, representing the Sirion.
2: It's representing the Sirion. And I think there was a car that I've never really spoken much about on the on this show that i purchased when i went up to work in queensland it was a 2002 nissan Pulsar, just okay. face spec nissan Pulsar in maroon with paint peeling off it but i was desperate for a car so i got one there and it was not fun it was not it, it was not inspiring it was just i sold huh. it i felt nothing and it was just yeah Work gave me a car. So as soon as they gave me a car, I got rid of it in a year's time. So yeah, that's Nissan Pulsar 2002-ish. Not a big fan, but I do like the Triple S Pulsers. You know, that's rally spec, you know what
1: I'm saying. <laughs> that. Absolutely. Triple S, yeah. That, triple S is a rapid, but yeah, you probably would have got the... Was it a sedan?
2: Yeah, it was a sedan. Yeah,
1: it'd be probably the N16... Mm. shape at that point and they they were just a boring car they were they just they were just a car essentially They're like here you go That's... here's a car edward uh what was the first question again what car do you regret buying and why and then what car did you enjoy owning but would never own again
3: right car that i regret buying was one that comes to mind that was a mercedes Benz W114, we're talking like a 73, 74, 75 model compact Mercedes. Not that that's a terrible car by any means, but the particular one that I bought had a nasty slipping transmission. And I sort of didn't realize that when I agreed to buy it. I was in, So I said to a friend at the time, I was in an emotional state when I went to look at that car. I wasn't my <laughs> normal, rational self. So I, um, I delved into it. And then when I went to pick it up, and I was driving it home and thinking, oh, this tranny's slipping quite badly when it's warm, and there was a bit more rust, and I, it had had rats that had got in under the bonnet and eaten some wiring and stuff, and I kind of was like, eh, I shouldn't have bought this thing, you know? I paid, I think I paid three grand for it, which was okay if it was didn't have those issues, but I kind of, by the time I got home, I'm like, yeah, nah, I shouldn't have bought this one. This is not. A big deal. <laughs> Um, so that's one I regret buying and why, having said that, the the follow up to that is I did sell it for what I paid for it. So I got out of it, but yeah, it shouldn't have, shouldn't have ever gone down that road. As I said, I was emotional. I was emotional.
1: Oh, yes.
3: Uh, (laughs) What was the other one? What car do you regret selling, but would never own again?
1: No, what car did you enjoy owning, but would never
3: never own again? Ooh, that is tough. Because everything I've enjoyed owning, even though I don't own them now, I probably would own again. You know, like if a really cracking example came up of a Discovery, I would probably happily own one Um, or a MG Midget or an S-Class or, you know, any of the rubbish I've bought over the years. I would – because, yeah, when when you get an affinity for a car like that, you always have a soft spot for that car. So, you know, if someone rang me tomorrow and said, oh, I've got a one-owner. Discovery diesel from '93. It's done 60,000k. It's immaculate. Blah blah. I'd be I'd be very tempted by that car. Mm. But I, that's probably the one. Probably the one that I wouldn't. You know, if you were drilling into it, because you know I've got a newer, more more. I don't want to say more capable full drive. The Discovery is probably better off road than a Pajero, but but it's um. You know, when you've got a more modern car that just does everything so easily, I probably wouldn't go back to an antiquated four-wheel drive as a as a, as a tow car, you know. Yeah. Something like that. There's not many that I've sold that I've enjoyed that I wouldn't own again.
1: You know? hmm. So Disco would probably be the closest one to it?
3: Probably Disco's the closest. But, you know, I, I can be tempted by anything. Mm, but... bit, I suppose it's a bit like an... You know, an ex partner, like you know, if you met him ten years down the track and they were looking great, and they said, "How about just one night, no strings attached?" You know, maybe, maybe you'd be tempted. <laughs> you know? you, might, you might be tempted after a couple of glasses of red wine to uh, go back there. <laughs> I'm not saying I would personally be. I, I think people. Oh, no, that's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> people, in, people in general have. Um, if you've once had an affinity for something, I think that's always there to a degree.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
3: What about you, Matthew? What have you? You've never sold anything.
1: I sold one car.
3: One. You've sold one car in your life.
1: <laughs> Scotty just laughs and looks down. Oh, you hoarder.
3: Yeah. <laughs> You're so bad at getting rid of the LTD or the the, the bends. You know you've ne- you don't know how. You've never sold anything.
1: I know. I know.
3: I'll teach you how. Bring it to my house. It'll be gone within two days.
1: Well, I've sold other people's cars for them, but I've just never sold my. I've just only ever sold what? Sold, Get uh, in the
3: habit. Get in the habit.
1: I know. So it's what, hard.
3: What's the, actual, the only car you've ever sold?
1: My KH laser,
3: which was the not the, the red, red one. one.
1: Yeah, the red one. Oh, the, the red, red one. one.
3: The red yeah. one. Okay. So um, you, you can't really answer this question.
1: No. Well, I mean, I. <sighs> Like, I don't regret owning. I don't, I don't regret buying it. Even though it was a, it was dying. I don't regret buying it. uh What kind do I regret buying?
0: Would you buy another one?
1: If it was a TX three, I would. If it yeah. was, yeah. If it was,
3: oh, a... even if it was a base base laser, if it was a Mac, mint. Granny spec you would be very tempted. I'd be
1: all over it. I'd be, uh, I'd be all over it. If it was a mint example, I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah, take my, yeah. shut up yeah. and take my money. Um, because you
3: inherently yeah, sure. like lasers, you know. <laughs> oh, you... I
1: love lasers. Yeah, like they're they just, just they're just they're just if you, if you, you picture Matthew Janina, you picture like you, you picture four lasers. Laser. Speaking of which, yeah.
3: have you told the uh, podcasters about your present that I got you?
1: Ah, oh, yes. Well, uh, <laughs> so Edward and I have got to have to buy each other a, a a birthday present, and he.
3: <laughs> well, remember, rewind a few weeks. Right, we were talking about you showed it on the screen. You got a Ford laser, Patch. Like, like badge, like a like a soft cloth lapel badge thing, no, you know that you would have on a hat or something like that.
1: And then Edward made the quip about having it on a, uh, you know, being royal, because uh, you know, and having it on a on a, on a robe. Uh, so what does he actually buy I me? Mean, he buys me a robe for me to put for me to put my my laser badge on, <laughs> It's
3: like a navy blue, you know, smoking jacket robe made out of like velour. And it's yeah, it's dark blue, and the badge, the laser badge, is blue. And I'm like, you put that over the left breast for the laser. I said that. <laughs> that's like that's like a robe you'll never throw out. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Maddie's mom is very good at doing the uh, the stitching, so she's going to put the laser badge on the robe. She is. She is. Yeah. She
1: is she'll she'll uh, she'll be definitely be doing that. So and I'll have i have to wear it just for the podcast, just for you guys.
3: Oh, I want to I want to see it. I'll definitely see it. I'll, I'll bring it to Classic <laughs> Not Japan.
1: I'll wear, it, I'll wear it all day at Classic, yeah, not, Japan.
3: classic not Japan. Yeah, Classic Not Japan, Hey, I thought to... of another car that I really enjoyed owning, but I probably would never own again. Okay. Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow.
1: Ooh, Ooh. okay.
3: I liked pimping around in it. Rizzy Ross would, would have died and gone to heaven. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked pimping around in it for a couple of years. I half owned it with a friend and we both sort of shared it and used it a bit here and there. Um, but it is a car that needs money thrown at it here and there, and I wouldn't want to delve into that again. We we had a good run out of ours, but I got out of it before it needed anything too drastic. You know,
1: what it was, was it like to own? What was it like to own a, an old Rolls? Like because like oh, that, that, I, just just, just the, the pit the the thought of that terrifies the shit out of me. Like that's just like
3: not, see the the thing is they're not um. It's not an overly complex car, you know. It's it's a big lumpy V eight and a Borg Warner or a GM four hundred transmission or whatever they are. I think it was Borg Warner. So the, the actual componentry in it is not overly, you know, crazy or complex. Like a Citroen DS is probably more complex a car than that. It's just that you know, any time you need bits, they tend to cost, and um, you know, specialists to work on them tend to cost. So. That car was mechanically pretty healthy. The engine and trans were good. The suspension pumped up like it should, you know, the self-level oil suspension stuff. And um, But the vinyl roof was peeling and it needed tyres. And I know there were some rubbers and bushings underneath that could have been done and they cost a bit to buy. And, you know, there could have been quite a few grand that we, if we wanted to, we could have thrown that into the car and you, you'd get no more money for it at the end of the day, really. So... We had it for two years and got rid of it. So I—that's one that I enjoyed owning, but i because I, I, I always want to own a Rolls at some point. I thought i you, you know, you got you gotta have a Rolls at some point in your life, right?
1: <laughs> you've made it when you've when you've owned a Rolls. You got roll that's
3: what I, I sort of—that's how I sort of felt, you know. So I—I um, I enjoyed it for a couple of years, but now that that's done, I don't need to own another Rolls Royce.
0: Okay. What yeah, a great watch. name for a car, too. Silver what? Shadow. What Silver Shadow, yeah.
1: They've got some really cool names, uh, roles, don't they? Like the Silver Shadow, the Ghost, the, you know, it's just, just real, you know.
3: The Rake, the Ghost, the, the rake, Shadow, you know? the Spirit, Cullinan now. Yeah, well, nah,
0: that, you know. does have a bit of a theme, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, it's a bit of, there's a bit of an extraterrestrial sort of
1: thing. <laughs> and
0: yeah,
3: they are supernatural. Yeah, supernatural, that's the word I want.
1: You know, they're definitely cool. What, uh, what kinds things? of... A, Sorry, Sorry no, no. there you go.
3: I was just gonna say, what other questions do we have? Are we, you know?
1: oh, we've got plenty, but uh, I'm just trying to think what car that I've bought that I wouldn't buy again.
3: Oh lord, won't you buy me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, if I get a, if I ever got a good one, uh, which which is which might be happening, uh, just just but that's a bit under wraps.
2: Whoa, mm. well,
0: there's
3: one Maddie, there's one Maddie scene that he quite likes, mm. and uh. Here's my my take on it: is sell the Forester to your sister because she loves it, sell the LTD, sell the Benz sedan, replace with a potential new Earth Benz. Um, so you've culled a couple of cars, you get a better Benz in the process. Scotty Snitches is happy. <laughs> so you'd be alright if you got maybe a C
0: thirty six or a C forty oh, three to take come on. the spot. Let's go not... spot,
3: oh, silly. You're talking silly money now. Then
0: then, then the snitch might step away for a little bit.
1: (laughs) I I do like it, you know, a a 202. I do really like them. And I think I I, I, I actually want to own a 202 one day. I reckon that'd be a good car to own.
0: Um, I'd go back to a 202, not C43, but just a 202 for sure. Yep. Yep. I love it.
1: Yeah, just a great car. Like in general, just a really good car.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say no.
1: Next question, gentlemen. They say, to, again from James, they say, to never meet your heroes, what cars have you been excited about driving but left you feeling underwhelmed? So I had one of these cars a couple of weeks ago in the, in the E36 M3. Yeah. Like, like I, I've i always liked them and, and I, you know, I've, I said, yeah, this, they're a cool car. Drove it. You know, it, it went well. It went hard. But I just, I just felt like, uh, you know, it, it left me a bit. Just, you know, because everybody talks about them um, so highly. I know there's a podcast uh, that I've listened to that they're just obsessed with BMWs. It's, it's BMWs and Porsches is, is what they pretty much like, you know, um, like, like like hail down to. But yeah, like it was like I, oh, like because I I have I have driven E36s before and I I've driven a three two eight and I actually I quite like that because it was I I but I just think. Um, I just think, you know, I was a bit, I was a bit like, I was like, you know, it's it's quicker than a three to eight, yes, but is it feel forty thousand dollars worth more? Probably not, you know. And I, I just, I just felt like I was, it just kind of left me a bit, uh, just like a, a bit missing, if you know what I mean. Like, I, it, and I shouldn't have, and I, and I feel bad for saying it because it's an, it's an M three, but uh, I kind of just been like, yeah, like I you know, I really liked it, but I didn't come away loving it. Whereas I hopped in the E ninety two recently, and I was. I said to myself, let's keep our expectations a bit lower than what I did for the for the E thirty six, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I thought it was it was it was better. It was everything I thought it would be, but better. That engine's a, a masterpiece, really. It's just it just ugh, the noise it makes. But yeah, like and th- that one left me that one left me with a, with a big grin from ear to ear. So so yeah, that would definitely definitely be one for me. Uh, what, what about you, Gents? I think so.
3: What was the question again?
1: They say never to meet your heroes. What yeah. cars have? have you been excited about driving, but left you feeling underwhelmed?
3: I'm going to come back to Land Rovers. Uh, I always loved, and I learned to drive in an old series one Land Rover on a farm, very different to driving one on the road. So, you know, years later, and this was, this was only probably three, four years ago, I bought a series 2A, like a short wheel based 60s Land Rover with a canvas top, the one you see on all the magazines and a tire on the bonnet. And everyone drives them around, thinks they're cool. They are horrendous things to own on drive on the road. They are they're slow, awful, they don't handle, they're unsafe. They're just it was really, really bad on a farm. Different story, you know. This thing, high range, low range, you know, good wheel articulation off you go over bumps and creeks and what have you. And that's all kind of cool, but on road, shit yeah. you know, shit ass. And even newer defenders, you know, not, not great to drive on road either. So That's probably a car that I love looking at, and I want to love it, but to drive, no good. No bueno. No bueno. Scott?
0: Uh, It's a tough one to really, trying to narrow it down, but if I would have to say one, I'd probably go 32 GTR. Ooh, that's a massive call. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, you know, one that was a little bit lackluster, and I think it came down to just, how old they are so it's fairly old technology coming from other cars that i drove beforehand i was you know really keen i thought yep awesome awesome and the gearing was way too long and then also considering the turbos are laggy as well on top of it so i didn't have you know brand new technology turbos or anything we're talking Old ones from back in the day that were just N1, so they weren't ceramic. They'll just steel. That was the only difference. Yeah. So fairly laggy. Long gearing was yeah made it feel very lackluster indeed. They need to be modified to get it to any kind of level of enjoyment.
1: Yeah. You're not the first person to say that. Yeah, like I know a lot of other people that have been like, you know, like yeah, they're 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 okay, but they don't really. I mean, they're not as you know, quick as everyone says they are, um, your factory, uh, you you need, you need to play around with them a little bit, get a better set of turbos or a better turbo um, and just, you know, fiddle with it a little bit on the engine wise that wakes them up and that makes them feel like a GDR should feel.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to modify it if you want it to actually feel decent and, and enjoy it. But stock form, you know, the one, the one that I had was pretty close to stock form. That wasn't, it didn't have aftermarket ECU or anything. Turbos, pretty much stock other than being n one versions, standard boost still. And it was, yeah, yeah steering felt pretty good for yeah. its age and things like that. I'm not gonna poke fun at that because obviously it's very old and it didn't have brand new bushings all around or anything like that. So, but I just thought from, yeah, just very, very slow to get going. You know the gearing was just ridiculous.
1: Mm.
0: You think you should be able to get going in third gear, but
1: nah, no, You, you got a back. lot
0: of times you got to constantly drop into second when everything else I've driven third was fine. Yeah. So it wasn't as talky as
1: as as you expected it to be. No,
0: no. Nah. Mm. And it just took too long to get onto boost. Yeah. So you'd think normally you know you drop into third and ready for it to pick up, and it's still not picking up. Yeah. You're still waiting for that boost to finally hit in the rev range. So Have you had that I back guess to... that's why sorry. No, you go, go. Okay. Uh, I guess that's why a lot of people went with the six speed change from the 34 GDR into it. Or even change the diff and it just wakes them up massively. Yeah.
1: And and that's without touching the engine itself. You just, just putting Yeah, it that's
0: it. Just still not touching the engine whatsoever. nope
1: I mean you owned that car back to back with your C forty three. You prefer the C forty three? I know they're different cars, but like if you if you had to own them again,
0: if I had to own them again, uh, tougher. I'd say C forty three would be fantastic cruising and daily and everything. Yeah. While thirty two GDR just want as
2: a weekender and that's it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Rizzy Ross.
2: There was a car that I was really looking forward to for many, many years mm-hmm. to be able to drive it. And it, it, it's not that the car was bad. It was purely that I was not allowed to drive it when I requested a test drive. <laughs> this, it, this is... It, at, at the dealership, at I reckon the there was... And yeah. it, was, the, <laughs> it, was the, it was the Hyundai uh, i30 in addition, but they <laughs> they clearly thought that I was gonna steal the car, and hence I was not allowed to. I was not allowed to test drive. Yeah. Having said that, I still would have loved to drive one, and yeah, I was just very disappointed that I wasn't allowed to. And since then, I sort of made made a pact to myself that. I had lost me as a customer if you know what I mean <laughs> N.
0: I wouldn't mind trying a driving at i20 and I've heard good things about them I think
2: they're but, nearly 40 grand
1: yeah th- th- they say that in the Fiesta ST are brilliant like as a as yeah. like a um as like a rivalry duo like, they're, like they're, they've they've brought the the, the the super mini hot hatch game into like next level territory so mm. um, I think
2: the Fiesta ST is definitely probably in my opinion a bit would be a much nicer car. I've driven a lot of Fiestas before, different yeah. years, 2013, 2015. That's just a standard Fiesta. And they're just fun to drive.
1: They are In fun manual,
2: to drive. They're just fun to drive. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I've
1: driven it. i said, like, I'm like, I've driven a few Fiestas. And they always leave me like, this is actually great. Like, I don't know why I'd buy anything else.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, apart from that particular vehicle. I think Hyundai's got. Not many other cars that are like Genesis is doing some cool things. Yeah, they are with some of their cars, and obviously with Kia and the Stinger gone, that would have that would have been a good car. Sorry, Stinger's still there, but you just can't buy a new one because they just don't have many in stock at all. What's
1: the What's the new Genesis SUV? Like I'm not a fan of SUVs, but that's actually a cool looking car. The back of it, the back lights look like Robocop. Like it, yeah. it looks, it looks, it looks really kind of cool. It's, it's. I was like, you know, what? I actually don't mind that.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's you know KDM luxury spec if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's uh but but yeah, no, I think there's not a lot of cars that that they're making at the moment that are going to be like that, but I'm looking forward to the the fun sports cars that Toyota will introduce in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean there's talk this talk about the uh, the MR2 making a comeback, which would be interesting. I think they'll bring Celica before they do that though for me again besides like besides m3 i was like and i and i and i and i love these cars in particular but first gen like GC eight wrx like it's 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 not a letdown or anything it's just it was just like i didn't expect them to be as laggy as they are like off boost like they have legit nothing off boost have you guys ever driven one? i think ed you've driven one yeah
3: yeah i've driven them
1: they legit have no power off boost, like it's um, like
3: nothing, nothing, nothing. Whoosh, whoosh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was, I was actually really surprised. I was like, this is um, that that left. Me. I was like, this this feels like an old school turbocharger. Like it feel it feels you know, it feels laggy as hell. And I was like, wow, that's actually quite um, quite a different experience. But it, I mean, it was fun. Like they're, they're a great kind of drive. Just gonna keep them. Just gonna keep them on the boost. Uh, what else was I? Was I a bit underwhelmed by? I all mean, all, the-
3: like all of my cars
1: no get off. what
3: <laughs> put them on the list a to z all underwhelming no
1: ah, oh, geez I'm trying, I'm trying to think of that like some some heroes of mine that i've that i've actually been in i've just been like yeah you know what meh
3: it's to- a it's a depressing question because yeah there it are is- there are cars that you put on a pedestal for years and then you try to, you know i'm trying to think. i don't have that many but i know it's i remember when i when i first wanted a benz when i was 19 i wanted an old 60s benz right and it's not that I didn't like the car, it's that you'd wanted one for so many years and researched it and looked at pictures and they you were know, always out of reach, out of reach. And when you finally get it, I remember feeling a bit flat, like, well, what now? You know, I've got <laughs> I've it and I love it. It's great. But I, sometimes the chasing is more fun or the dreaming is more fun than the actual getting. Yeah, game.
1: yeah no, I, I completely agree with you on that one.
3: And then there's cars that you think nothing of that end up uh, surprising you, and you end up falling in love with them, and you never thought you would.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and, and I've I've had that I've had that with, with a few of my cars. That are, like the LTD, like I didn't expect to like it because I, I thought it was yeah. gonna be a, a big old your rubbish car. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's actually it's actually quite nice to drive. Like very comfortable. They, they, and- they
3: earn your respect, you know, and um, you just you just go, how good is this? You know, you thought it was sort of nothing, and you just bought it on a whim or something, and then and then you end up going, wow, what a cracker.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've I've driven a few cars like that. I drove my mum. She, she had an old, uh, well, she had an SP twenty three like many years ago, which became my sister's car, and and I was always a bit of meh about about Mazda threes. But then I drove it. I'm like, this is a this is an awesome oh, the, car to the drive. The
3: twenty three is a great little motor, and the twenty five was as well. I was, yeah, uh, I remember my little my little Daihatsu Cure. You know that that same engine as Razer Sirion, I think the little mm. one liter three cylinder. I went to buy that from this older lady who'd had it since new. And I went to look at it in, um, I was driving my S-Class at the time. And I remember <laughs> we pulled in from the test drive and I said, I love it. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. And um, and I remember she saying, oh, you're driving a Mercedes. And, and she knew that I was, I was just starting at a new job or whatever. And I think she must've thought, oh wow, he must've had a, High-powered job, and now he's he's really on a lot of money for and he's, he's going. But I'm just like, no, nah, I just want a little city car, you know. I don't. And I, I kept the S-Class for a while, but then I um, I sold it not that long after that. And I think she just couldn't quite understand why you would go
2: from that to that. Ed, imagine if you pulled up in your roller, Ooh. and, and it would have you... worse, she would have been <laughs> like,
3: "What? are you, You're at the wrong house? What are you doing?" Yeah, that's so... <laughs> I'm like, nah. Give me some three-cylinder goodness.
1: <laughs> no, nah, the the Curio was actually a lot of fun when I when I drove. that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that car. When when
3: I did you, oh yeah, you drove that over at um over at the actual studio? I bought it over. Did
1: yes, there. yeah, I, I drove that. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, cool another
1: car one of the that surprised me was your Disco. Like because 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 everyone says oh they're they're they not that great. And to be fair, it's not great to drive. But yeah, it. I was still smiling by driving it. You know what I mean? Like I I was like, you rock and roll around
3: on the, it's very comfortable car. Very comfortable
1: car. Uh, Well, another one was my brother's 80 series, which was just like ridiculous. Like we had a four inch lift and stuff. So I'm like, this is going to be trash, but it went hard because it was turboed. Mm. Um, Sanded all right. was, was pretty bad. And the best part about that car, like I've never driven anything else like it is you get behind a car and they move like, yeah. Yeah. They are not in, They even if you're do, doing under the speed limit, they don't keep people are like, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to get hit by that. They get out of your way. It felt, <laughs> I felt like I was Moses. I was just parting the seat. I, just, I was just going straight through it. was, it was unbelievable.
3: I, uh, I noticed that driving my disco and even to the an extent that Pajero people will um, let you in and kind of,
2: yeah, they get out of your way. It's true.
1: <laughs> Rizzy, you got to go, my friend.
2: Uh, I, I do have to head off. It was lovely to be on as always. Uh, the legends, the questions have been great. And I look forward to catching up with you guys soon in person in RL as Scotty, the three big boys. <laughs> with, with, yeah. with with David, the, the, the one and only, aka Thomas, the tank. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> well,
2: All right, guys.
1: Um... We, we, we have to uh, organize a date for not classic Japan and we'll uh, and no,
2: classic not Japan, classic not Japan, sorry, classic classic not Japan. And we never know, we may get it, we may actually get to see our doctor in person. You know, I know. What I'm he'll, saying? he'll be Are back, you back this talking week? about me or, or Alan because you know, we're both. Sort of- well, I was talking about Dre, if you know. Yeah. What I'm Neither.
1: Well, it's gonna it's it's gonna be funny because uh, both Ed and Alan are gonna rock up in in like doctors um you know, coats and I'll be like, I, I can't tell them apart I, I just I, I I don't know I don't know who to who to
2: choose here and, and both of them will end up in in uh, doctors elite sports cars like the <laughs> MX fives <laughs> it's the chosen car of
3: uh,
0: of the medical fraternity. The <Yeah>. And it's so easy for me to get a second opinion.
3: Yeah. He's uh, going to, go the, go. to the other side. <laughs> yeah. Preferably uh, come to me first, maybe. <laughs> get the real. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, my, my, you, you got appendicitis, you need an urgent operation. I'm like, doesn't matter, it's just gas.
2: And that's that's what Dr. One <laughs> says. And, doc, and, and Dr. Two says, Have you tried a portal? <laughs> yeah, yeah portal. <laughs> 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 Ugh.
1: all
3: right matthew what's next Uh is take Rizzi. care we'll talk see again. you Ross.
2: Right. yeah just see you guys
3: what <laughs> other questions do we have
1: um well we're gonna leave them for next week because we've got to get into the car quiz oh, um okay, yes. but be, be, before we get into the car quiz yes i want to do the re the real version of that question is they say uh never meet your heroes what cars have you been excited about driving but left mm-hmm. you on the well? what mm-hmm. Like what cars have you not been excited about, but again been really happy with? And and, and we've said I said like the Disco. You've said the Cure. Scotty, what cars have you have you driven that you've been like actually this isn't bad?
0: Uh, Suzuki Swift.
1: Great to drive. Great, Great to drive.
0: I just thought you know, uh, kind of just boring little little car. Just won't do much. But boy, they're little fun things.
3: They are. I enjoyed Particularly it. Particularly the sport models.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. But Sports even are hilarious.
3: The, even the non-sports are good to drive. Mm,
0: yeah. Yep, I, I really enjoyed it. They a great,
1: the little fun car. Yeah, a friend of mine, she's got a rally edition four for like the you know from 2011 or something. Like it, it was one of, one of the last runouts of of that, that shape before yeah, they yeah. before they went to the next one. Yeah, and I mean it's it's a plain Jane car. It's plasticky everywhere, but it's fun. Like even it's an auto, but it's still fun to drive. You rev it out, and it was just like like this is hilarious. This is actually. Yeah. It got a nice nippy chassis and I'm like, I'm like a sport. One of these would be, would be amazing. Yeah. Then a friend of mine bought a swift sport. He took me in a, in a revved heart and it was, it went well. And I was like, this is, this is, this is great. Like I can see why I can see why they're, you know, they, they sell quite well.
3: Correct. Yep. yep. I think, uh I will say my Tarago surprised me. You know, when I first rescued that from my, my relatives up North, I was thinking of just kind of, you know, doing it up and selling it to someone in the Toyota club, you know, like, like I wasn't going to keep it, and by the time I got from Canberra back to Melbourne, I'm like, "This thing's a cracker! Gosh, this, is, this drives well." So I just kept it.
1: No, I, I remember as a as as a kid, my mom used to take us in the in the Torago for for cricket, and basically that car it was a it was a it was a manual it was a manual Torago uh, like yours exactly. And it was it was awesome. It was a it was a fun it was a it was a fun van. Mum used to love driving that. She used to drive it yeah. all the time. But I, I, I they also had a, that workshop. They had a they had an old uh, second gen Rodeo two point six you know high torque thing. And that, yeah, that was yeah. that was a that was a great workhorse. That that thing ticked over a million K's. And it, I mean it had two engine rebuilds. But but it yeah. but it, it yeah it was, it was it was actually a good good little Ute to drive. It was was a bit of fun. Yes. Nice. Uh, we are joined. Uh, if you probably would have heard. Hi hoi.
3: hoi. Hello, Luca. Hello, Edward. Are you going to be part of the car quiz that I wrote? Yeah, you'll be oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll I'll go.
4: be on Matt's team. Yeah, more the merrier. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you want me to start the quiz, Matthew? Uh, yeah, you can. Did, did you want to give an update or are you away for next week? Oh, All okay. right. All right, sounds good. Yeah, we'll get an update with... Oh, with here
0: uh... we go. Oh, something good. to look forward to.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right, so car quiz time. Uh, do you want me to keep score, Ed?
3: Yes, please. You can keep score. I think Lucas should play as a separate entrance. He should,
1: he should play as a separate right, entrance. Right. And we've
3: got three entrants. That's not why. Nice. Why is Falk's face there?
1: Oh, that—that's yeah. Well, in in the comments, uh, this guy's putting basically in the in the comments on that on that on that on, on my page. This guy's just trying to give Anthony, uh, our our cop friend on the show, <laughs> a uh, a hard time. So he puts size of monitors in cars. His questions are that's John Stewart. The size of monitors in cars. Should they? be so big looking at yeah, looking at you tesla but uh, they, they said they're still as big as this guy's forehead let's just put a picture of anthony's forehead uh, so so but we'll get to that question next week uh, so 10 questions possibly bonus questions edwards in there no i think it's just 10 all right, bonus, let's...
3: no let's know when you when you asked me to write the quiz at you know like six o'clock at night yeah i know
1: i was coming back that's all sleep. you're getting all
3: right all right all right let's get into it <laughs> question number one Hyundai have recently launched an electric car in Australia called the Ionic What? Jeez. Uh, Matthew? Yes, Matthew.
1: It's just called the Ionic, isn't it? No, it's got something after the Ionic. Ionic I- Q? No. Nah. Okay. I- I'm out. Luca doesn't believe in electric I don't know.
3: cars.
4: I, you know, I did say no. What is it? I seen something yesterday that looked
3: Is it? I've is on the road? road? it on the the yet, yet, Ed? Uh, yeah, I believe there's yeah. thing. The- I've seen.
4: I Hyundai that looked futuristic driving. Yeah.
1: I'm like, is that a Hyundai?
4: Yeah,
3: and it's something no idea. All right, it's called the Ionic Five.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. Oh, five. So no the- points
3: the- yet. What's the five mean? I don't know. Five years <laughs> till it blows up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Question two. If I, no, that's the range, Scott, five kilometres on electric. Ah, uh, yeah, will <laughs> Question
1: two,
3: if I wanted a Kia Carnival in the top spec available, what would I ask for? Matthew? Yes.
1: God, they don't do Grand Carnival anymore, do they? Would it be Grand no. Carnival? The top no. spec has
3: a name. It's not that. Okay, I'm out.
4: I don't know much about dad cars, but I will, well, I will soon. Okay, you will. I will soon.
3: <laughs> yeah, you need this. Kia uh, Carnival, Blah. Grande, no. Wait,
1: wait, Scott? would be, oh, go, Scotty. Uh, is it like
3: S? No, that's the base one. I think it's. Is it oh, oh, you is get like the
1: platinum. G- platinum, yes, I do know that. I was going to say right. platinum or GT line. Platinum,
3: wow. No points yet. Question three. This is a shocker. What's the app called that allows for pump payment at BP when Matthew. I, pull up, I pay? Matthew. Yes, Matthew. BP me. Correct. BP me. Hey, one I'm
1: point. on the board. Score check, gentlemen. Uh, one Matthew. To me. Matthew. Yes.
3: <laughs> Question four. Where are Teslas made now for the Australian market? Matthew. Yes. China. China. Correct. China. China. Question China. five. Launched in 1964 in the UK and finally finishing production in 1993 in Portugal, I was originally designed to be dropped by parachute with the British Army in mind. But with low power and not much ground clearance, I wasn't used for military work. I was produced in Australia as well from 66 to 81, and my name means mule. I am the... But what, years were, what years was it? So, first launch 64, finished in 93, but in Australia, they made them here from 66 to 81. Mule? Name means mule. It's an archaic term for mule.
1: Mm. Well it wouldn't it won't be the VW thing because that's that's a German car. Um, mm. dropped by parachute. What car could you drop by parachute? God, it wouldn't be it, Matthew, it wouldn't be the mini Moke, would it? It is the mini Moke. correct <laughs> you. Oh really? Correct. It was designed to be dropped by parachute, that guy.
3: Dropped by parachute because um, they had the British Army in mind. But when they tested them, the Army were like, this doesn't work. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they need a sh- Shaguar.
3: Exactly, baby. It was too low and um, not powerful enough. So, co- consequently, it wasn't very good off-road.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, okay, question six. The Matador, Rebel, and Javelin all belong to which American manufacturer? Man. Stop.
1: Well, Scott got or, in or there Scotty first. got in there.
0: AMC?
3: Yes, otherwise known as? Ugh. I'll give him the point. All <laughs> oh, right, you can have it.
1: It's Rambler. Rambler,
3: Rambler yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay.
1: Yeah, Rambler.
3: Well, a- a- AMC's, that AMC AMC's like a newer version of Rambler, I believe. Question seven. The 25th James Bond film, of course, featuring a smattering of Aston Martins, which is the new one to come out, is called? Matthew? Yes.
1: No time to die?
3: Correct. No time to yeah, die. That's Correct. not a car question. Well, I mentioned Aston Martin's in there. <laughs> 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 I want to see you that movie. Yeah, well,
0: it's I'm, I'm going yeah, it,
3: for it, it's Daniel Craig's uh, last, one. Yeah. last
1: one.
0: Yeah. I think
3: Again, he's done
1: from being James Bond.
3: Yeah, he's done. Again, Luca, like when you're asked to write the quiz at six o'clock and I'm cooking dinner, you know, that's... there's only so many. <laughs> come up. What, are you,
4: what are you cooking, Mr. Bunting?
3: I did a uh, pumpkin soup tonight
4: oh hey funnily enough i was at your shop the other week what shop bunting oh baby bunting. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: what <laughs> shop how many shops do you have i've <laughs>
1: asked him this question and and he, he's like he went into he went into baby bunting once and and, and what happened you yeah. went up to the counter uh, so
3: i so i went i went up to the counter uh i went up to the counter and uh, i needed to buy a, a voucher for a friend who was having a baby and I was, I was like oh yeah and she's like oh your card and i gave my card i'm like uh it bunting you know and she didn't even, she didn't even blink didn't even like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> she probably it's thought you would like, just taking the piss <laughs> it's not that common a name you know like johnson's there's a few buntings there's not many mm. you know janina's not many no
4: mm. funnily enough my new next door neighbor her name is janina
3: no it's not I swear, yeah her Are first name
4: her first name is janina and I imagine, said, oh, imagine
3: I look- if he married Matthew, Janina Janina.
4: <laughs> I looked at her and I'm like, wait, that's my last name. She's like, no, it's my first name. I'm like,
3: what? wait a second. Yeah. Is she um of your nationality?
4: No, she's Aussie.
3: Janine. I mean, I've heard of Janine.
4: I've heard it. That's what I thought she said. But yeah. She goes, no, it's Janina. Thought, well, Is okay. it spelt the same? I don't know. I didn't go that far. Really. <laughs>
3: uh, well. You know, maybe when you borrow a cup of sugar or some eggs from her, you can ask her. I'll ask her next time. All right, now we've got question eight. If I got myself a piece of 80s retro hatchback goodness that had a Sports Girl badge, what am I driving?
1: Sports Girl Matthew. Yes, Matthew? Uh, Sports Girl. Uh, Barina.
3: Correct. Holden Barina, Sports Girl.
1: Question it's 9
3: better. If I loved Alfa Romeo's in some bizarro world where someone had a gun to my head but if <laughs> I loved Alfa Romeo's and I needed an SUV what would I ask the dealer to test drive?
1: Matthew? Yes Matthew? Stelvio.
3: Correct, Stelvio.
4: Did you give him the quiz before you came Ed?
1: <laughs> no, no, this is just what he's
3: like he's good, you haven't shown up for a while That's fair enough yeah. <laughs> Question 10 in the classic Janice Joplin song, Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? What do all Janice's friends drive?
4: BMWs? No. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. I have no idea.
3: You know the lyrics? Think of the lyrics.
4: Are our friends rich or poor?
3: Oh, you know, they got some coin. Bentley? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next line it's oh lord won't you buy me a mercedes-benz my friends all drive porsches bang
0: scotty i remember yes thanks for singing that that helped (laughs) (laughs) that's right
1: what's the scores matthew uh luca on zero uh scotty on two myself on one two three four five six so i am tonight's winner matthew well done thank you thank you
3: thank you
1: thanks for jumping in for the quiz luke that's okay thank you edward for doing the quiz not at all thank you uh scotty doe for uh for scotty snitches as I, I suppose for all that even though they were scott scott like and share our facebook page is car talk with manny jade's t-o-r-q-e if you miss any of your previous episodes they're all up on spotify anchor itunes or wherever you get your podcasting out so don't forget to subscribe right return review to that Check out our merch on our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com and type in car talk store. Support the show there. Or you can support the show by becoming a patron to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash car talk podcast. Gentlemen, great show tonight, and I will see you next time. Bye bye. See ya. Noodles.